0: I'm sure you're familiar with the nature shows in which you see the, the lions stalking gazelles and they frequently zero in on the weakest or youngest animal and then they attack. It's almost too much for me to bear while I watch it. Welcome to this podcast of My Inner Torch. So I kind of liken my situation to being a gazelle on the African Serengeti. And and stick with me here. I'll, I'll, I'll try to explain this to you as best I can. But I kind of think of myself as a weaker animal, perhaps being taken advantage by a wolf. Maybe a wolf is watching me as I'm out there with a flock of other animals, and I'm perhaps weaker. Perhaps they zero in on me. They kind of see that I'm not the strongest. So when you think about it, isn't it very similar to how cluster B's seek us out, seek out the empaths, seek out the caretaker, seek out the person that is weaker. They have an uncanny way of finding us in a crowd, picking us out as their next victim. And I make the, the term and I use the term victim because that's what we are. You know, what was interesting. Um, a couple of weeks ago, my daughter, my, our youngest daughter who is actually in therapy and not because of her mother, but certainly that adds to it, um, called me in to one of her sessions and I was kind of surprised. I was kind of, uh, kind of worried about why she was calling me into one of her sessions and she wanted to share with me. My daughter wanted to share with me the feelings that she was being abused by her mother who happens to be my wife. And it was interesting as we were talking about this perceived abuse, which is emotional and verbal abuse, because obviously when you're dealing with somebody with cluster B, they're not going to be selective in a family unit as to who they abuse. They will usually strike out against most everybody in the family, except for perhaps the golden child, perhaps a person that they will we will call and term them as their favorite person, that person they will leave alone. That usually happens in narcissistic situations where the narcissist has a favorite person and also a borderline. If you're a borderline or narcissist favorite person, watch out because you're in the emotional stock market as well. One minute they can love you and the next minute they can hate you, but usually they will idealize you. And in this case, it would be one of our other daughters in which my wife uh, sees no wrong. Sees no fault with this child. This child has always been what we would call the golden child. But coming back to our youngest daughter in therapy, calling me into this this session, basically she was talking with her therapist about how she perceived being abused um, when she was younger. And this therapist actually wanted to turn my wife into, uh, well, turn in a report because it's their fiduciary duty to report any type of child abuse. And that's why they called me into the session because they wanted to see whether it was relevant or not and basically talk about the next steps. And we started talking about my wife and how she would react if we did something like that. And as we were going through this discussion, the therapist kind of, you know, being very objective, never having met my wife, really kind of validated our feelings that she is not a good person, not, not, not in in the moralistic sense of view, but just as a person that she's not well. And it was very interesting for me to kind of take in this woman's observation, never having met my wife, but just going on what my daughter and what we had myself had relayed in this short period of time. And I was really amazed at how shocked the therapist was that I continued to put up with this behavior, this seeming abusive behavior. And I left, I left the session actually very, very comforted, which I know might sound kind of strange, but because I knew that finally everything that I had thought to a certain degree, but had questioned, which is what we do kind of came true. It was validated the therapist could see it very objectively that my wife is not normal, that my wife may actually have a condition. Now, naturally she could not diagnose her from uh, in absentia in my wife, not being there and not knowing her, but in describing the behaviors that my wife exhibits and the circumstances that we're in and the fear that both my daughter and I expressed in turning my wife over to the health and human services and having her investigated for, I guess, lack of a better word, child abuse. In this case, it would be emotional and verbal abuse. uh, We were very concerned about the ramifications and the therapist was like, well, Hey, do we need to consider potentially removing your daughter from the situation? And it brought, it brought it all home to me that we are living in an abusive household, it kind of made me step out of my own comfort zone in talking to somebody and a a professional at that, a mental health professional who saw the situation even on the very surface without going into very deep detail as being dysfunctional, disordered and dysregulated triple D. I talked about that in a past podcast. And so, as I said, it, it, it made me walk away kind of feeling like, wow, it was an aha moment for me. So coming back to talking about the gazelle, do we make ourselves vulnerable? Are we vulnerable to narcissists and borderlines? Are they attracted to us because we are the weaker person in the crowd? Do they choose us? And I think that they do because my wife said to me many, many years ago, And I think I relayed this in a previous podcast when she said to me, you know, you're really, when I met you, I realized you were a really nice guy and I wanted to quickly take you off of the shelf because I know, and I knew that you wouldn't last long, that somebody else would get to you. And when I think about that statement at the time, I thought, well, wow, that's a really flattering thing to say. But basically my wife was relaying to me the fact that she was going to possess me. She was going to take me off the shelf, take me off the market because somebody else may step in and take me away from her. This kind of made me think that, yeah, I'm that gazelle out on the Serengeti. I'm the weaker person, not recognizing the red flags that everybody else can see so clearly. Anybody else that's not, well, perhaps not codependent, perhaps not somebody who wants to rescue somebody like my wife somebody who wants to come in on the on the on the horse the white knight and because that's what i was and that's what i've been so if anything i want to tell you that maybe i'm now observing you even though i don't know you you're listening to this podcast you've come to this podcast because you're confused you come to this podcast because you wonder whether you're the one who's abnormal or what's going on. And now I can make that observation for you, like the therapist made the observation for me, that you're not in a normal relationship. You're in a triple D. You're dealing with a disordered individual. You're dealing with somebody who's dysregulated. And, and what are you going to do about that? What are you going to do about your dysfunctional relationship? So I came away from that therapist session and I felt, I felt liberated in the sense that I'm not crazy and that's gaslighting folks. You see, that's, that's, that's where we get into the really thick of things of how the relationship directly affects you when you can't see it, when you can't see the forest for the trees, when you are that animal out on the Serengeti being mauled by a lion because you're weaker because you don't want to see it. You don't want to accept it. And that's the way I was for a very, very long time. I put all my energy in trying to figure out my wife when I didn't take any time to figure myself out. And by doing that, by putting all my energy into my wife and trying to fix her, rescue her, caretake her, I left myself vulnerable. I bought in to my wife's perspective of things. And that's gaslighting. That's a subject for another podcast which we will, follow, you know, we which we'll get into in more detail. But if anything, this podcast should serve as a shining beacon, my inner torch, reflecting and projecting out to you, my experiences, my understandings, my revelations, bearing my soul, sharing with you personal details about my life so that maybe you will see some similarities and you will understand the situation, what you are in. MyInnerTorch at gmail.com. I welcome your feedback, your input, your suggestions. Am I saying is crazy to you or does it make sense? Does it resonate with you? I'm not here to diagnose you or your circumstance or your situation or your relationship. I'm not here to tell you to stay or go. These are decisions you have to make on your own. But I hope that I can help guide you as I'm guiding myself, when you finally lift the veil of ignorance and you kind of give yourself absolution and you give yourself the opportunity to really, to really know what you're dealing with, it will be very freeing. And when you re- receive, I guess, the confirmation that you're not crazy from a licensed professional, who is sitting there going what what's your plan what are you planning to do in this circumstance if you have to live with this talking to me and our youngest daughter it kind of makes you think and makes you step back and say yeah you know what this is not a normal situation so why do we sit around and invest time energy in trying to fix that person when we should be fixing ourselves and why don't we accept I went through years of not accepting, years of blaming myself, years of thinking, what's wrong? What did I do? Maybe I could do this better. Don't do that. Don't do that. Take this time to give yourself some self-respect and restore your self-value. That's the crux of this. Don't be the gazelle out on the Serengeti where the lion will look at you and say, that is the weakest animal in the pack. That is the animal that I'm going to go after. Think about that. Do you present yourself as a weak person? Because if you do, the narc and the borderline will be attracted to you. They will see you and they will take advantage of your weakness. My Inner at gmail.com new podcast uploaded every single Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. I thank you for your continued listenership. You are a valued person. You are a good person, especially if you remain in a relationship that you're getting nothing out of. So if you want to take comfort and solace in knowing that you're supporting somebody who is disordered, dysfunctional, and dysregulated, then that's okay. But if you choose to see a and seek a higher path, I wish you luck. Be well and in whatever you do, be good. This has been my Inner Torch.